Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Let me ask you this. If you're uh, choosing a brand new product, do you ask friends or do you read reviews or do you ask uh, experts? All of the above. Right. What I don't do is uh, go to social media and say, and go. Recommendations. Yeah. So many people. Like, it's so annoying. People, I'm looking at a new baby carriage. I'm looking at a new restaurant. I'm thinking about this coat. Right. Well, and and it's the humble brag of it Mm -hmm. all that that really drives me nuts, right? Right. Because it's not, I'm thinking of a new coat. It's like Canada Goose Mm. uh, in the market. Who's got one? And go. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, looking for a coffee shop in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Best steakhouse in Miami. Right. Uh, If you're looking to invest money, do you ask your parents or consult a financial advisor? It seems that uh, people are way more likely to listen to the advice of friends and family over an expert in the field. It's a concept called social proof, which was first coined back in 1984. It refers to the wisdom of friends. The excessive influence of a person's social circle may have on their decisions, even if their opinions are limited and anecdotal. It isn't new. Yeah, but it could be even more prevalent now with, of course, as we just said, social media. I think part of the problem with that, and and listen, we're coming up to tax time, right? There's mm-hmm. a massive uh, influx of people looking for financial advice, mm-hmm. uh, either to invest or just to do their taxes. But we consider, um, you know, when we ask friends or family members or people we know for advice, it's free. And so, and I think many times we think, well, if I go ask a financial advisor, it's going to cost me right. to find out, you know, or right. so, or with an accountant is going to cost me to find out whether or not I'm saving anything or not. Well, it, it depends on how your friend lives their life. If they're in a poo hut like me, right. don't, don't be coming to me for a, fa- a financial advice. <laughs> the other problem too is if you're of uh, you know s- simple income or you're leading kind of a, a you know middle of the pack life. And your friend lives on a mansion up on a mountain. Sometimes it's a tad embarrassing to go to them and say, yes. what do I do with my $22,000 a year paycheck? The, <laughs> the other side of it, too, is because we'll look at people who seem to be doing pretty well uh, and, uh, and and ask them, you know, hey, you know, how, how the hell are you doing mm. this? And it's much like asking a gambler how it how it works out, right? They're, you're right. never really sure you're getting the true answer. It's in all this. smoke and mirrors. And uh, and a lot of times the answer is they got a guy. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, my guy is the best. He hooks me up with this. And then you know when you go to that guy, you're not getting the you're same getting for nothing. some reason. Well, and listen, I find sometimes, and I can be guilty of this of sharing too much. Well, just listen to this show, and you'll you'll hear that's true, but. Uh, you know, certainly with what I'm going through right now with my dad and sorting out his estate, I, I'll talk to friends. I'll I'll talk to family, uh, and then I'll go to my lawyer. We were there last night. I'll go to my financial advisor. We're having a Zoom meeting with her this evening, and it's funny because one friend of mine who has done very well for himself had an opinion of what we should do with any money left over from the estate. We're at the lawyer's last night. It comes up. He's got a completely different opinion of what we should do <laughs> i mean a little bit of what the other guy said but but more of of other stuff and then tonight the financial advisor is probably going to have a completely different right view on the whole thing and so sometimes you th- i think to myself you know what i should just shut up and make my own decision and and you know lay with the mistakes i make or don't make yeah 
Because it's it's much like, and this has always driven me crazy. If you're going through home renovations, if you have anybody come in and do any renos in your house, there's always going to be somebody else who comes in to fix or do something else. And they're always going to mock what the other person did. Right. You know, like we had our whole upstairs done and then we were having... Um, we were having uh, new air conditioning uh, put in uh, very early on. And the uh, HVAC guy comes in and he's like, okay, where's your cold air return up here? And I'm like, oh, it's just down there. Well, that's a small cold air return. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Who now did I, this? Yeah, now I feel like an idiot, you know. And so I feel like with all sorting through all of this, at, at some point my head's just going to be spinning. Because right. I'm you know, like, I don't know what the hell to do here. I'll just stick it in a shoebox under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Do you stick debt there? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some ways, it would be a lot easier. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then you go to some people and they'll tell you to basically pull a weekend at Bernie's for a while yeah. and, you know, oh. get everything signed over. Like, you know, it's it's funny, like with the lawyer, you know, my dad had a car and all these other things, and he's like, ah, just grab the car and bring it home. Like, well, I don't know. Isn't it like, a, like don't we have to leave it as part of the estate? And what we... I don't know. It's because I guess lawyers see this stuff every day all uh-huh. the time. So it's it's just day in and day out to them. Um, we also like the advice of friends because of the simplicity of it. We prefer a simple option rather than digging through an answer that has complexity. Even if the complexity it has more information, more realistic, more balanced. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, like... Someone will say, like a financial advisor or a lawyer will say, well, why don't we, we'll move it over here for six months and then we're going to do this with it and then we're going to do that or if the, it, let's rent the property out for a year and a half and then we'll, and you're just like, oh, I just, I just want my money out. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my cash. Right. I just want to pay off the debt I have. You, you ever know? notice, especially when it comes to like, the friends we have on social media, and I yeah. put those in air quotes, uh, because a lot of times it's just acquaintances that we might know. But we keep a very wide variety mm. because we like to have the ones that seem successful to us because mm-hmm. we can say, hey, I'm friends with that person and I'm doing all right. And then we like to have a few that are way down below us yeah. on our own spectrum. Because no. we're like, hey, at least I'm not living like that. Well, this is another example of people having way too much time on their hand. There's an argument online right now about what you call the two ends on a loaf of bread. Okay. I've always known them just to be the crust. But some say they call it the heel. The heel, I've heard that, yeah. The end piece, the end bread, the end slice, the butt, or crust end. Do you ever use them, like other other than for when, stuffing? When I'm incredibly desperate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It, I, my, like the lovely Maria will make a sandwich out of the, the crust. She has no problem with it. Actually, sometimes prefers it. Uh, I, it. We should be fine with. We're so weird with crust on bread, because, it, it, like, when you get a nice fresh baked loaf of bread and the topping is all crispy and hard, we love that. Right. But on sliced bread, there are so many, especially children, who hate that crust. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm fine with it now, but I think there was a time that I would kind of avoid it. I'd eat around it. Yeah. I, I, I guess at times I'm, I'm the same with crust with pizza. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like that being my last bite. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's times where I'll actually like turn the slice around so that I eat the crust before I eat the last <laughs> bite of topping. Yeah. Um, 
let me ask you this with your with your OCD. Yeah. Uh, if there's a loaf of bread, will you go to the middle or do you always eat from one end to the other? Uh, probably one end to the other because I want the slices to be the same size when Uniform. I'm making a sandwich. Now, we've gotten into rye bread uh, quite a bit at the Venn Ranch. The problem with the rye bread is it starts off small and ends small, and it's bigger in the middle. Right. So, of course, you do start digging past the little pieces. Yes. Then you end up with about four bags in the fridge with just two or three small pieces in it. <laughs> well, you, kind of the, like a little sandwich. My favorite is, you know, is a... It's a, it's a, I think it's a sour, it's like, almost like a sourdough, but it's like a round loaf, mm. basically. And so when they slice it, same thing, like some are like three inches long and then the middle one's like eight, right? right? Like a right. massive piece. Yeah. And I tend to try and dig those out. I will, uh, when I'm really kind of in the mood for a nice big sandwich, I'll go and get the long uh, French or the ciabatta, whatever. It's yeah. Called, and I'll cut that right down the middle. And actually, I make um, I make pizza out of that because when you flip them over, they got all the little pockets. So when you rub them with oil... Now all the it gets all into those pockets when you bake it, but uh, but we'll do that quite a bit. I mean, you just can't beat bread, all forms of it, from uh, from English muffins and uh, toast bread. Although now this is very British, but I've always loved them. Do you like a crumpet? You ever have a crumpet? Crumpet? Yeah, yeah. I've probably had one. It would not be my choice, like my go-to. It's a great little breakfast thing again because it's got all sorts of little tiny holes in it, and so it's something you would toast and then you butter it. All yeah, the butter gets in, down into those little holes. Yeah, bread's good. I mean, bread's bad. And they say bread and sugar, like the two things you should avoid eating. Right. They're just no good for you. But damn it, sometimes you can't beat it. All right, so I, I think, uh, would we agree then that we, we call it the crust for the most part? I think uh, we, we, we call it the heel. <clears throat> so we to do? the end of the bread, the heel of the bread. All right. Right. Yeah, we agree. Everyone's um, in France, you know, because you know, they just go and buy baguette is massive there, right? It's yes. a big part of every meal. But... Uh, that you don't eat the middle of the baguette. Oh, really? Right. You can. You kind of. You, they cut away hmm. the middle because traditionally, when you go buy it from the store, you'd grab it. You don't bag it, right? But you'd carry it under your arm, and the middle of the oh, bread, okay, is what, what was under your arm, basically stuck in your pit. If you're a fan of the Bad Boys films, well, Bad Boys Four. Is officially happening. Will Smith posted a video where he drives to Martin Lawrence's house to tell him it's on. Hmm. Hmm. Thought the last one was like the, uh, like the last. Yeah. Had boys for life, and then that was it. Well, now they were joking, I guess, in this video about how they should have saved that title for this one because right. Bad Boys for Life. Oh, that would have made sense. Yeah, but you can't go back. So you just pull up on his house and. Slap them and then say we're doing this. <laughs> Wake up. And Lawrence is like, is this what Will does now all the time? Shows up at people's homes and just gives them a slug? Anyhow, uh, the original uh, Bad Boys came out in 95 and then 2 came out in 03. Then Boys for Life in 2020. And now we've got, uh, we got this one, number 4, coming out. So if you're a fan, look for that. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is already getting ready to, to, for the backlash when they announce their class of 2023. That will be announced tomorrow. And every year, people say the same thing. They're not rock. Right. You know, when you get the likes of Eminem going in and LL Cool J and Dolly Parton. And so they said uh, yesterday, listen, uh, born from the collision of rhythm and blues, country and gospel, rock and roll is a spirit that is inclusive and ever-changing. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebrates the sound of youth culture and honors the artists whose music 
connects all of us. Gotcha. So they're trying to say so back rock down. and roll is not a genre, it's an attitude. That's right. Well, and if uh, the music is ever-changing, then perhaps the hall could be ever-changing and just change the name. Right, yeah. To the Music Hall of Fame. Seth Rogen wants to have a sleepover with you. This would be fun, maybe. He has teamed up with Airbnb to offer a night of artistic retreat in Los Angeles. He'll actually hang out with you and do some pottery. Now, I don't know whether he'll stay the night. I don't know if he's bringing his pajamas. Right, you know. But I do think you'll probably end up getting high with him. I was going to say, is he doing pot? Or pottery. He's doing a bit of both, I believe. Uh, Seth has a company called Houseplant where he sells cannabis accessories. I mean, he's really full on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, we founded the Houseplants, uh, we, or we founded Houseplant because people who smoke weed also like nice things, and they didn't really exist in this way before. You used to have to hide everything, which was true. You'd have to hide your, your roaches and your ashtrays and your <laughs> wrapping papers and... Uh, so I've heard. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyhow, now he sells beautiful lighters and ashtrays meant to be displayed, and so he's going to have uh, people hang out with him on uh, February fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth at this uh, Airbnb, where you can just, I guess, hang and do pottery. Now they do say there will be no cannabis-based products made available or provided to guests during the stays. Probably from the company house plant. Gotcha, yeah. But if if Seth pulls out a bond, then I guess it's, you know, all going. Right. So, or if you do, he'll help out. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I heard uh, that Airbnb, who have cracked down a lot on the parties of mm-hmm. uh, late or trying to crack down on their rules, but Verbo going in on this as well, because uh, this next week is a huge one for bookings. I guess people have Super Bowl parties, oh, right? Nice. If you've got a, a fancy mansion with a massive 100-inch screen or whatever, yeah. they'll you know, invite a couple of buddies over, let's go watch the Super Bowl at someone else's house and have a party there. Well, remember during COVID and I was renting out the storage units and throwing ravers? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> and I used to do that for every Super Bowl party as well. But now you see some of these storage units, they're beautiful. Right, that's so true. My S- Super Bowl party this year is going to be like being at a mansion because I got a double-wide storage Interesting. unit. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You want to come over? Uh, I've seen your TV. No. <laughs> <laughs> as long as like, well, the problem in there, too, is because size matters in this. Uh, well, yeah, and my debate. rabbit ears. Right. Can't get the yes. signal very good in all that cement. Uh, Ashton Kutcher wants Danny Masterson to be found innocent of the rape charges. Of course, uh, uh, Danny and Ashton were on that 70s show together. And now with that 90s show happening, Danny could not be a part of it because, well, he's kind of busy in court. Right. Yes. He's going to prison for the rest of his life. But Ashton Kutcher um, hopes Danny is innocent, and it sounds like he believes he is. They're still in touch. Uh, He says, ultimately, I I can't know. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the victim. I'm not the accused. So in this case, I don't have a space to comment. I just don't know. He says, if he's found guilty, he's guilty. But he says, I I really, um, I believe him and the things he says to me. So That's all you can really say, though, right? Like when asked for comment about something like that, just, hey, I, I hope he's innocent. Yeah, he said it's interesting that on that 70s show, Danny was the industry veteran among the young cast, and he kept them all in line. Ashton says Danny told the rest of them, one effing rule, don't do anything effing stupid, and don't eff this up, because if you eff it up, you'll eff it up for everybody. And if he's going to prison, he effed it up real bad. Right. So, Paul Rudd, everybody always talks about Paul Rudd and how young he looks, and he's probably mid-50s now, I think. I guess more than anything, he just hasn't, his look hasn't changed at all. Right, right. Well, he says sleep is his key to uh, 
youthful look. Okay. Uh, eight hours of sleep a night, he oh, claims he gets. Must be nice. Yeah. Uh, in an interview, he said, um, uh, the eight hours of sleep, my diet, some weights, some cardio. The most important part of training is sleep. People, he says, will set their alarm and then sleep for four hours and they'll get up so they can just train. And that's like Mark Wahlberg, right? That's exactly his routine. And then he prays and he's got a whole thing going on. Uh, anyhow, he says, no, I just, I get up, I have a cup of coffee, then I do cardio, and then I, uh, that's all before I eat anything. And he says, when it comes to eating, I just, I uh, have eggs every day, a lot of salmon, drink protein shakes, and uh, the, uh, it's uh, protein and water, no fruit. Right. Now, look. Hopefully Paul Rudd isn't like Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen were yeah. <laughs> preaching a lifestyle. And then you realize they got trainers and cooks all living in the house. Yes. You know. Well, and he's got time to yeah. do that, apparently. Yeah. Right? Not all of us can sleep for the eight hours and then get up, train, mm. have a meal, and then go do, oh, what is I supposed to do today? Right. Yeah, film. Private jet in <laughs> south of France. Right. Yeah, that type of thing. And soon enough, this man is no longer going to be on your television. What are you, a moron? <laughs> That's right. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, Dr. Phil, coming to an end after more than 20 years. I didn't realize he was still on the air. No, I haven't seen him in a very long time. I mean, he's been mocked uh, much like uh, Dr. Drew and, um, and Dr. Dr. Oz. Oz. All of them, that they're not really doctors at right. all. Uh, anyhow, he says the show has helped thousands of guests and millions of viewers through everything from addiction and marriage to mental wellness and raising children. Has done a few good things for his pockets as well. Oh, though. it certainly has. And Oprah's, because I think she's a producer of it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, she found him, right? She yeah. brought him on her show in the 90s. Uh, he says it's been an incredible chapter of my life and career, but while I'm moving on from daytime, there's so much more I wish I could do. I'm not quite sure how he helped millions of viewers with addiction, marriage, and mental wellness by calling them morons. What are you, a moron? Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. We're just not meant to live like this. And I, and I say it every year when we get around to this type of weather. What are we doing with our lives? Right. Like, I mean, Canada's a great country and live in Ontario and GTA and all that, all good things. But we really shouldn't be living like this. It makes no sense. Um, there's a story in the news today though, about um, a decision that was made by a judge in Kitchener that uh, that really could affect Toronto, basically saying that um, people in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada have the right uh, to shelter themselves outside when there's no accessible and available indoor spaces. Mm. Like, there is a right to... Uh, shelter and this it really comes into play. The city of Toronto has to worry about it because they've like blown up sh- uh, homeless encampments, you know, the tents in, in parks, right? Yeah. Um, but I, when weather gets like this, I do find it amazing that there are people who who bear this and like live outside and and don't have a place to live. And 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 having been to Winnipeg this year, like. How crazy it is that if you were homeless that you mm. would not find a way out of Winnipeg, where I think earlier this week it was minus 30 as the high. Like, it, it's unreal. Well, yeah, I don't know how many people who are homeless can find their way out of anything. It's right. not like they can catch a bus or take a train somewhere, and they're not walking out of Winnipeg. So mm. they are pretty much trapped. And and so many homeless people say the shelters are so dangerous because uh, there's not just homeless people, there's homeless people with mental health issues. Right. And so they're afraid of being attacked and beaten. And 
so they'd rather risk it on the street than and you know that it's just all so sad and you'll see somebody uh you know even in the moderate temperatures lying outside under a blanket over a grate and it's just it's unbelievably sad. No, and I don't know now what will happen if, if this judge in Kitchener has done that. Maybe all these uh, these uh, parks and tents and all of that will start cropping up again around Toronto. Who knows? But it's uh, it's just going to be incredibly cold over the next uh, few days by Friday. Like down around minus 30 with the wind chill. We're at minus 19 with the wind chill right now. I mean, we can look at it. If we don't mention the wind chill, like if we just try to avoid that. Uh, it's still minus 13. Yeah. You know. You still have to go outside. Yeah. 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 It, it becomes just, and just, there's a level of cold where it's just, you can't move. <laughs> no. it, it's It's pointless. We were talking to um, David, our youngest, who's up in Nunavut. And, I was uh, thinking about him when, when we started talking about this. It, this has got to be a normal day there. Well, it's more minus 45. Hold Up there. Cow. And he said, going from his car, he's got to have his, you know, everything on, gloves, hat, the whole deal. But he's got to take off his gloves to get his key in the door of his apartment. And in that, whatever time that takes, he can feel his hands freezing. Right. That's mere seconds. Yeah. So imagine being stuck outside. I mean, this, this stuff will kill you, you know. The hot weather is no good for some, and I get that. But this stuff will kill you. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a friend of mine that I have on social media who does a lot of um, testing of cars and, 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 and reviewing, and uh, specifically electric cars. Mm. And one of the issues, questions that has arisen is what happens in temperatures like this right. to electric cars? Their batteries, can they hold a charge mm-hmm. in freezing temperatures like this? Can they be charged at the same rate or at a decent rate mm-hmm. in temperatures like this when you need you know those fast charging systems where you don't really pull over wait half an hour an hour and, and have it have it charge itself up mm-hmm. um you know what happens when it gets to like minus 30 because if we want to go the way of the electric vehicle this is something we got to get used to so has it has his research said yeah electric batteries can't hold up or they can't but they drop off in performance well and yeah and a lot of times uh in a bad situation like remember a couple of years ago uh that big storm on the 402 heading to sarnia where people were stranded in, in ditches and you know, you want your car not only running, you want the heat working, you want the radio going so you can get updates mm. uh, on what's happening. And, yeah, if you've got to start shutting stuff down in the car to preserve the battery. I do remember that um, after that accident, that was a few years ago, mm-hmm. that you know, there's one person, there a couple of people, I think, that died who got out of their cars yeah. or, or were just stuck. And one of the lessons that they had said coming out of that is just a single candle in your car will give you enough warmth to stay alive. Amazing. And, and, and I never heard that before, and I, it stuck with me mm. after that one. And I think, you know, like Adrian had packed a candle in the glove box yeah. somewhere where it's just, you know, to think that that would be, provide enough heat, but that's all you need. In her car, there's a big, beautiful, one of those nice scented candles. <laughs> in yours, a birthday candle. <laughs> uh, here's something pleasant to talk about on this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, the odds of dying from various accidents. Wow. Yeah. All right. Like, for example, 101 to 1 that you will die in a motor vehicle accident. 101 to 1. Right. 798 to 1 with complications of medical or surgical care. Okay. 1,606 to 1 alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Uh. 
Mm-hmm. Your odds a little better than that. <laughs> uh, one thousand eight hundred twenty-five to one accidental building fire. They go on and on like this. Um, the final one they have is a uh, hundred and thirty-eight thousand eight hundred and forty-nine to one of lightning striking you. Okay, that's a rare one. Yeah, but I thought this was interesting. So they also did this. They said uh, it won't kill you, but here's your odds on it. 33,294 and 800 to 1 to win Lotto Max. (laughs) Now, the funny thing about that is the odds of dying in an airplane crash are 11,756 to 1, meaning you're more likely to die in an airplane crash than you are to win a Lotto Max. Yes. Hmm. So, but we keep on buying our tickets. Yeah. Was that one in thirty? Yeah, thirty-three million. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's they are long odds. Yeah, they they really are. And then the problem with the the lotterio, of course, is uh, you know you 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 buy six numbers and you get five of them and you get forty dollars. Right. You know, yeah. one more number and you're a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I got four numbers not too long ago. When yeah. it, was, it was like 50 bucks. I'm like, wow. Can't we split that? <laughs> you know, they used to say, like, uh, instead of having, and now they have the uh, the, the, the different millions draws and all right, that, yeah. right? Yeah. Bonus when, draws. Yeah, when it gets to like the 70 million and all that stuff, why don't you break it down and give a lot more people a million dollars than one person 70? Million. But they could also do that with the get five numbers out of six or four. Like, you know, if it's a million dollars and you get five out of six, I don't know, give them 200 grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? More, something more than 1,500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and of course, you know, me and my lottery habits. When I was yeah. in, when in Denver, that big Powerball was going or mega, yeah. mega jackpot. It was up almost like $1.8 billion or something yeah. like that is what it was working out to. So I had to venture my way to, to, to buy a ticket. Yeah, even just for the fun of it. it does, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it's a $2 ticket, right? Like Crazy. At, for one point, I think it was $1.4 billion U.S. Yeah. Um, and so I, I went and I bought one. But their thing is a bit different because you've got to hit like five out of five plus you've got to hit the mega number, which is a separate one to to sixty four or something oh, like okay. that, right? Like yeah. you gotta. So not only do you have to get them all, but you gotta get them all plus one. Wow, that's a and it was it was really really difficult. You see why that pot builds up to as high as it does, and that's why the odds for the Powerball in the U.S. are two hundred and ninety two million. Yeah, to one. Man, one person in Maine, I think, won it all themselves. <laughs> Probably a rich person right. in Maine. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.